This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your start for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Monica. Are you afraid? Isn't fear just a construct of imaginary things, apparently? Danger is real, but fear is a choice, Monica. Ah, oh, sorry. I f- must have forgotten that in my uh, lessons with Yoda. This is part one of episode number 52 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie After Earth. If this is your first time listening to Cinema Fix, basically this is the show on Film Geek Radio devoted to discussions of mainstream blockbuster films, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a general spoiler-free discussion, and the second part is a more in-depth conversation where we talk about what works and what doesn't, and we do talk spoilers. It's designed to be listened to after you've heard part one. So again, this is the spoiler-free talk. Uh, We're going to be talking about After Earth this week. Monica, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little information on what this movie is about. Events really get interesting when a crash landing leaves a young space ranger named Katai Rage and his warrior captain father, Cypher, stranded on Earth 1,000 years after events forced humanity's escape. With Cypher injured, Katai must embark on a perilous journey to signal for help. Yes, and this film was directed by M. Night Shyamalan of Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and The Last Airbender fame. (laughs) fame infamy yes uh and it stars will smith as cypher and his son Jaden as katai and i just have to say before i play a clip monica cypher rage coolest movie character name ever i don't know it's up there it's like a comic book character yes cypher rage (laughs) (laughs) no best part his wife was I thought he was saying fire, so it was like fire rage. (laughs) And I was like, who did this? (laughs) I need to high five them. (laughs) All right, here's a clip. This is us here. That is the tail somewhere in this area. It's approximately 100 kilometers from here. We need that beacon. You understand? You are going to retrieve that beacon, or we are going to die. Do you understand? Repeat what I just said to you. I have to go retrieve the beacon, or we're going to die. All right, we're just going to talk for 10 minutes and give some quick spoiler-free thoughts on After Earth. I am starting the clock now. Monica, M. Night Shyamalan has had pretty mixed results as a director. You know what? I I came to the conclusion that it's very rare that you have someone that starts out on top and works his way down to the bottom. 
Uh, so I think he took it seriously and was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that guy that goes the opposite way because <laughs> it really feels like he's doing this on purpose, right? There's no way the guy who did Sixth Sense, which was very well-crafted and very enjoyable and is still shoveling out things like this where I'm kind of questioning, has this guy ever been to film school? Because that was horrible. Well, maybe the fame just went to his head. As you mentioned, Sixth Sense was great. I really like Unbreakable and Signs. I like Signs. Yeah. I, yeah. Signs genuinely scared me. Maybe I was 13, but it scared me. <laughs> yeah, Sci- Signs is a fun movie. And I did not really care for The Village the first time I saw it. But I saw parts of it again fairly recently. And I think there's more to that movie than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, so I think those first four movies show signs of a, of a talented filmmaker behind them. I have not seen until now any of his other films just because I heard they were so terrible. <laughs> so exactly encouraging anybody else to go see those other films. Have, have you seen any of his other work like Lady in the Water or Last Airbender? I remember losing interest in Lady in the Water and I, I actually personally boycotted uh, The Last Airbender because I'm a big fan of the show. So... When I just started seeing, when I, I think I was, I saw the trailer one day at the movies, and I was, I just didn't buy it. This was not the show I fell in love with on Nickelodeon <laughs> <laughs> that I used to watch with my sister. No, I'm not seeing this, <laughs> and, and it seems to be justified because most of the other people that I've talked to who are fans of the series pretend that movie doesn't exist. So we're okay. Well, what did you think of After Earth? Is this a return to form for M Night Shyamalan? Is he back on top now? Nay, he is not. (laughs) I did not like it. I sat next to a friend of mine who we both traded jokes with, kind of, in the Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, or we just had to stifle laughing, because we're in the critics' row, so it's, you know... Got it. Got to somewhat play nice with the others, so don't don't be rude. Don't you know yell out things at the screen. But there were a lot of moments where I kind of just flung my hands out and was like, "Why is this happening? Why <laughs> why am I watching this? What logical mindset does this work? Because it's not working for me." Well, it works in Will Smith's mind apparently because he actually came up with the story. I think he's already, you know, had to flee Earth a a while back in his mind. I don't know. Scientology? Maybe. Well, to be fair, Will Smith, as far as I'm aware, has never confirmed that he's a member of the Church of Scientology, though he does have high-profile friends who are members of the Church of Scientology. Very interesting uh, stuff in the movie, then. We'll talk about this some in part two, but yes, okay. you're, you're touching on something. Some people have said that After Earth is basically a Scientology movie. Or maybe Scientology fan fiction? <laughs> I will just say I did not get that from the film. And that okay. could be because I don't know a lot about Scientology. But if that stuff was in there, it was not overt enough for me to pick up on it. So I, I've read some reviews, Monica, saying that After Earth is like a battlefield earth level catastrophe like possibly one of the worst movies ever made which interesting enough i believe is what i heard about the last airbender well i wouldn't put after earth in such a high level of badness because you almost have to work to be that horrible 
Um, it's just very subpar mediocre. How's that? It's a D. It's not an F. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you, Monica. I am going to disagree with the vast majority of critics, and I'm going to say I actually kind of liked After Earth. You are just on a on a roll here with just... What is wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me, Monica. Okay. You should probably check and see if you got any of them leeches on you. I'm thinking back about After Earth, and I'm, I'm going over things in my head and thinking, you know what? I probably should not like this movie, <laughs> but for some reason, for most of its runtime, I did, and I, I did enjoy myself. I will say this, Monica. The first 20 minutes of this movie are awful. How about the first five minutes where you just want to walk out? That was the moment where I, I thought most about walking out. There were There were moments of still photography on the screen. Like, still photos. They were not moving. It opens with this terrible voiceover by Jaden Smith, which where, once again, I don't, I don't know if it's because Hollywood, the studios just didn't want to spend the money or whatever, but they try to tell you the background of this world and what yeah. you need to know without showing you, and it does not work. And that first 20 minutes before they crash land on Earth... I was just in my seat like, no, 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 this is even worse than I've read. <laughs> what am I in for? <laughs> oh, dear God, please help. <laughs> yes. like, And just the way shots were framed and the yes. cinematography, the Thank dialogue. You. Okay, you have eyes. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> it's so work for you. The first 20 minutes, I was like, what has happened to you, M. Night? Like, this, is, this looks like a straight-to-DVD movie. This is... Yeah terrible i wouldn't even you know put that in the background while cooking like it was so ugly <laughs> yes yes but then they crash land on earth and somehow i don't know how he did it monica but m night won me back okay now he lost me in the wreckage <laughs> <laughs> i was one of those stuck up in a tree was not happy <laughs> I will say, if you're looking for, like, a serious, hardcore sci-fi movie, then this is not for you. If you are looking for... How about a decent sci-fi movie? If, if you're just looking for a light, fun, survival movie, I think you could do a lot worse. And I came away feeling about After Earth the same way I did about Jack the Giant Slayer, which was, yes, there are flaws, but you know what? If I was 9 or 10, or if I was a young teenager, I would probably think this was pretty cool. Okay, wait. Better or worse than Oblivion? I would say slightly worse than Oblivion. Okay. And a, okay. And a lot of people have been tweeting things like, oh, looking back, Oblivion was actually really good. And I just want to say, well, yeah, that's what I've been saying. Oblivion wasn't <laughs> half bad. Okay. <laughs> so I will say not quite as good as Oblivion, I mean, you took the tweet right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to say, though, Monica, of all the movies we've seen in May, I probably had more fun with After Earth than I did with, with any of the others. You seem to have had a miserable May. so I It wasn't was miserable, but again, <laughs> I, think, I think what it may come down to is what you are looking for in the movie and what, what your priorities are. If you're looking for great acting, you're probably going to appreciate Iron Man 3 or Star Trek Into Darkness over After Earth. If you're looking for 
a fairly easy to follow plot that goes logically from point A to B. That is what I got out of After no, Earth. No, 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 shenanigans. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> That's so bull. You punched holes all up and down Star Trek Into Darkness, and now all of a sudden you're like, After Earth, that made sense. <laughs> I'm saying I thought it That's made sense. So. <laughs> and we, we, we can talk about this more in part two, and you can tell Maybe me. Maybe you were which... texting in the middle of it or something, and then you just come back into the movie, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just accept that, you know, now all of a sudden baboons are, you know, crazy homicidal maniacs and every creature on this so-called planet wants to kill humans, even though humans have not been on this planet for a thousand years. Okay, I will I will agree with you there, Monica. There are parts of the world building here that really, really don't make sense when you start I'm to think about I'm not going to forgive you for hating on warm bodies because the world building wasn't yes. good enough for you. It's but now all problem. of a sudden this one makes perfect sense. No, 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 I'm no, no, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm not letting you forget that. This has the same problem as warm bodies where there are certain details in in the just setting up the, the context of this world and these characters and their situation that the movie really needed to stop and explain more that it doesn't. It's just it's just because because Daddy said so. Yeah, that's really is it. it, it they're just basically just kind of like this is the way the world is. Just go with it. Yeah, and they do it too often. I I don't know. See, once I was able to accept the fact that okay, we're in a futuristic society where they don't have laser guns; they just have strange looking swords, and uh, their suits don't really do anything cool other than change color. Color. <laughs> It's like a mood ring. <laughs> Once I was able to to suspend my disbelief and be like, okay, this is the world. Fair enough. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, I'll 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 try to go with it in night. Once I accepted that, the plot I thought was a fairly standard family movie about survival and a kid learning to overcome his fear. And there's nothing new here. You know, if you're expecting an in night Shyamalan twist, you're not gonna get it. It's it's fairly standard stuff, but I enjoyed it. And I, I will say this. The thing about M. Night Shyamalan, the guy knows how to do tension and suspense. And there were moments in this movie where I was surprised by how caught up I was in some of the more quote-unquote intense scenes. And there's so much in this movie where they talk about how, you know, the, the, the aliens or whatever, they smell your fear, and if you're afraid, they'll come after you. And I became conscious of how my own body was reacting to certain things on screen and how my heart was beginning to beat a little faster. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, M. Night, like, say, say what you will about M. Night Shyamalan. I do think he is a talented filmmaker, and when it comes to scenes of suspense, I think he's got a really strong handling on how to pace things, how to film things. I mean, if you've seen Sixth Sense, or you've seen the moment in Signs when the alien first appears for the first time, you know, he can handle tension, he can handle jump scares. Yeah, I'm not going to take away his jump scares, because there were points where the audience screamed, because something just popped onto the screen, and nobody was expecting it. Uh, one of the more funny ones was when uh, another... One of those space rangers or whatever just comes into the frame, like really close up, and yeah. you had no idea he was there before. Uh, half my audience lost it. 
but there's like there's still there's messy he's very messy there's moments where there's cutaways to Jaden that have absolutely no reason to be there it's just like him at the bottom of the stairs and then all of a sudden it cuts to dinner what and then there's that <laughs> flipping back and forth motion between a catatonic Will Smith in a chair and his son running it's like it cuts the tension of the moment because it's bringing you back to stillness and then movement, stillness, movement, stillness, movement. And it just it seemed very choppy. OK, well, I'm not going to deny that the first act of this movie where they're setting everything up is terrible. But I will say that everything after that, except for the final few scenes, which, again, are pretty terrible, everything on Earth actually worked for me. Well, let's go to part two because we need to duke this out. Yeah, we do. Okay. Any any last words about After Earth before we, we talk spoilers? No. Okay. I'm going to say I liked it, and critics that say it's, you know, as bad as Battlefield Earth either haven't seen very many movies or haven't seen Battlefield Earth in recently, because that movie... <laughs> no, there's a reason why nobody <laughs> watches that recently. <laughs> that movie is a whole other level, okay, yeah. of, of badness. Yep. That'll wrap it up for this episode of Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two to hear us talk about After Earth in more detail. And don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing The Purge or The Internship. But I want to talk about The Purge. So You're I'm hoping. You're going to make me watch that, aren't you? I'm hoping we'll talk about The Purge. Ah, oh, fine. We would love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to us through iTunes. So if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter and Tumblr at mcastymovies. For Twitter, that's at mcastymovies, M-C-A-S-T-I, movies. And you can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. You can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And this week in Pile Cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!